Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to episode number 152. And this week, we are really excited to have on one of the Corleone boys out of the east side of Sioux City here. <laughs> Raz Vanderloo, Richard Vanderloo, nicknamed Raz Vanderloo. How'd you, uh, I was, where'd you get the nickname Raz? I tell you what, this is a it's a crazy story from way back. Fourth grade, uh, church league basketball, if you can believe this. Okay. Um, I was giving a couple guys a hard time on our team, and and we had an old coach, who's kind of disciplinarian. He he uh, he wasn't a crazy man, didn't swear a lot or anything. He just looked right at me and said, "I'm done with you giving those guys the raspberries." And it's a goofy story, and it's stuck <laughs> since fourth grade. <laughs> well, hey, that's that's that's. That's an interesting thing. So uh, they, they come from they come from all places. Nicknames come oh, from yes, all places. They do. Yep. Well, Raz Vanderloo, head boys basketball coach at Sioux City East High School. Uh, but before we get uh, fully invested with Coach Vanderloo, we of course want to thank our founding sponsor, Cosac Chiropractic, located at one four four five zero Eagle Run Drive here in Omaha. Coaches, if you have an athlete who is struggling with balance, neck, or spinal issues, have them go see Cosac Chiropractic. You can check out their practice at cosacchiro.com or to make an appointment, give them a call at 402-964-0300. Just be sure to let them know that a pen and a napkin sent you. Follow us on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. We try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the Twitter handle, so be sure to follow us there. Obviously, if you're listening, you're on iTunes, so download, rate, review. Give us five stars. Please subscribe. Subscribers have gone up significantly since I've kind of started pleading for this, which helps me and this program move up in the rankings, and we can reach out to more people. So if you would subscribe, that would be awesome. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Check out a pen and a napkin.com. It's a pretty cool website. I know it because I made it myself, Raz. I made it myself. And check out uh, patreon.com backslash a pen and a napkin. Coach Vanderloo, how are you doing this fine Sunday morning? Oh, I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm ready to roll and fire it up, and uh, let's see where this goes. All right. Well, let's, let's see where it goes. That's exactly the attitude we have here on a pen and a napkin. Uh, you know, Raz, we, we go way back. I was a Sioux City guy for a while. You've been in Sioux City for a long time. A uh, lot of lot of interconnections here within the Sioux City basketball community. Uh, but for the folks that don't know a whole lot about you, uh, tell us about your basketball background, your basketball journey, and uh, how you've been at Sioux City East here the last 12, 13 years or so. Yep, uh, I, I think it's I think it's kind of in the blood, uh, so to speak. Uh, we grew, I grew up in a basketball family. Uh, my dad was the head basketball coach at East High for God, uh, I don't know, twenty years or more. Uh, we bounced around kind of the Midwest as young kids, and and uh, all my brothers are basketball coaches. So I was kind of the uh, oddball. I was actually a football guy. Mm-hmm. I was I, I I played football at Morningside College. I was a you Nebraska guys won't like this, but I was a football GA at the University of Iowa for the Hawkeyes mm-hmm. uh, uh, with Hayden Fry and a whole bunch of unbelievable coaches down there. Uh, and then I kind of went to the basketball route and bounced around as an assistant. I, I always tell people when I speak at clinics and things, I'm, I'm one of them. I was a youth league coach. I've been a fourth grade. I've coached every grade from fourth grade up. I've been an assistant for 15 years, and now I've been a head coach for 16 years. So mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of done the whole deal. Ran the gamut, ran the gamut. That's uh, that's interesting. You bring up Hayden. Of course, he is a, a legend in the state of Iowa. How crazy it is that this Iowa football team very well could be Big Ten West 
champions uh, a week from now uh, with uh, with the season they've had. We'll just generously leave it at that. So that, That's very generous. Uh, if you would have asked me that four weeks ago, I probably would have chuckled. Uh, but I, I, I'm a Kirk Ferentz fan, and I, I worked with him down there, and I, I have total respect, and I'm not shocked at the job they do. That offense has got to get a little better, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they, you know, they've survived, so to speak, one week at a time. Yep. Uh, so you, you worked with Hayden for what, a couple of years? Yep. Yep. Uh, obviously a legendary football coach, kind of underestimated in the history of the game. Uh, you know, doesn't perhaps get, uh, quite the, the credit that he deserves for the things that he's done in the game. So, uh, but what did you learn now as a, as a basketball guy, looking back to what you worked with, with Hayden, what are some things that you took over out, out of those couple of years in Iowa city? Uh, probably one of the most organized uh, per- people in the world. Um, every small detail down to how long your socks were and what kind of undershirt you wore on your, on your practice Jersey. Um, everything was detailed out to a, to an absolute, you know, a spark. It was incredible. I, w- I was shocked at the level of detail um, that they went to, but that there's a reason for success. I mean, let's be honest, Iowa doesn't always attract five-star guys mm-hmm. and they've won a ton of games with, you know, with two-star guys because they've just, you know, got them in the system. They've worked hard. I know, I know coach Ferens is, is just followed with a ton of things that coach Fry did and, and it's working. Uh, but the, but the attention to detail and organization were unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was such an outside the box thinker as well. Um, yep. with, with everything that, and like you said, kind of had to be, um, with the lack of, I don't want to say lack of resources per se, but, but Iowa is not a, a hotbed of, you know, massive four and five stars walking around yet. You're asked to compete with Ohio state and Michigan and other great programs. Um, so, you know, what was that process like watching, uh, watching Hayden build that just brick by brick by brick. I mean, it, it, it was incredible. I mean, from the first day I was there, just, I mean, after a first few days of sitting there with your mouth open, going like, is this real? Um, you, you're part of the process. And uh, even though it was a small part, but everybody down there is a part of it. And uh, they all buy in. And like I said, it's not, they aren't, you know, I was not blessed with this tons of five-star high school kids. We have a few, mm-hmm. not, not very many. And so, you, you know, you got to get the, you know, two, three-star guys and, and coach them up and build them up and, and make them believe that, you know, they can they can compete against the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it's, it's an incredible process. It's worked for a long time. Um, like I said, I, I, I having been on the inside a little bit, I understand the whole deal uh-huh. and, uh, it's just, it's amazing that it works. Yeah. Um, it really is. Yep. Um, you come obviously from a family of, of coaches. Uh, your, your dad is a, a Sioux city legend out of there, especially on the East side. Uh, your brother John was at Sioux City North. Of course, your brother Jeff is—he's uh, he, got a pretty good group of guys to work with at uh, uh, 24th in California this year down here in Omaha. Uh, what's what? What are those? What you know? And, and of course, your dad unfortunately passed away. Uh, what was it around 2010, 2011? Yeah, right? yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, when when you uh, 
get together, when the brothers get together, when when uh, Rich was still alive, what was it like just having those conversations and 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 the conversations that you that you do have? How much are you guys bouncing ideas off of one another? Just just how special special does it feel to literally be part of a family like this? I, it, was, it, 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 it's, it was unique and it still is. Um, every Sunday for, I'm going to say, 40 years or forever. I mean, year-round, every Sunday, my mother would make a family dinner and you were expected to be there. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it was a... Uh, uh, it was an it was a great deal. Still is. It was a great deal. But you better bring your A game every week <laughs> if you have an idea, because what you think might be a great idea, three or four others in your family might think it's the dumbest thing they ever heard, and they're going to tell you. Uh, those that know us, um, uh, I don't know how this is going to come out, but uh, we're, we're strong-willed people, and uh, mm-hmm. we believe in our ideas. And like I said, you you better you better have good backing when you have an idea. But it was it was great. Uh, my dad was a no nonsense guy. Um, you know, the the four boys are a little more user friendly, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> so, but it was it was many days, uh, many Sundays that, uh, like I said, uh, if uh, if the walls could talk, uh, you could write a book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what would, I mean, what would those conversations, was it just conversations or would, would somebody be like, all right, Hey, I'm going to prove this is right. And they get out a piece of paper or something like that. Or, or, you know, how, how would those conversations a lot of time, how would they break down? All, all the above. I mean, you might have a, a particular, uh, let's just say a play. Yeah. You draw it up and then three voices would come out of nowhere saying that ain't going to work because of this, this, and this. <laughs> and, and you say, well, what if we put him over here? And then, no, that ain't going to work because what about this? And, you know, then it normally turned into a fight. And uh, so, um, I mean, it was, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was always, it was always good. It was, uh, it, like I said, it was, it was not for the weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how much, how much, you know, obviously, your uh your your brother Jeff uh like I said he's he's an assistant coach he's been at Creighton for uh a while now and uh they've they've got a, a heck of a team this year how much has have you taken from you know Jeff's teams here the last few years you know Mac kind of does things uh br- you know just just a brilliant X's and O's guy so you know you and Jeff are really knee deep into it right now how much how much of that are you kind of borrowing from one another and and when you borrow do you even bother to give either does does Jeff give you credit do you give Jeff credit for a good idea or you just you just claim it with your team as your own uh, a, little, a little bit of all of it. Jeff would never give me credit, number one. Uh, let's, let's start with that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, I, in all seriousness, um, I was Jeff's assistant for, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, Quite a while. Uh, 14 years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, a, a long time. Um, and, you know, obviously, I'm biased in saying this, but he is um, hes very good. I mean, he's very, very good at what yep. he does. Um, and it's funny, all that time I was, you know, with Jeff here at East, um, I would say a large percentage, I don't know, maybe 75% of what we did was all of Mac stuff. It was always, was all of Greg McDermott's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about going all the way back to Wayne State, yep. you know, those days of, of Mac, uh, North Dakota State, UNI, Iowa State, all, all those things. But Mac was a set play guy for yep. a long time. Yep. And, and probably 90% of our set plays were his. Mm-hmm. We just maybe changed it to a name that, 
you know, was, was more recognizable to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so a ton of that was Mac stuff even before he got integrated totally with Mac. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I would say, um, I mean, a, a lot, Jeff was very good at what he did. Obviously won a state championship here at East high, uh, which those just don't happen. Um, but we've had, we've had a very, very good basketball program for all that time that he was here and then continuing on, I, I replaced him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but, but a lot of that goes back to, I mean, the basketball end of it goes back to a lot of uh, stuff that Jeff got from Mac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize like you and I do that when Mac was at Wayne state and, you know, even at Northern Iowa and early at Iowa State, you know, pretty much his reign at Iowa State, his run at Iowa State, uh, it was a lot of set plays. Uh, yeah. we, you know, they, they were not flying up and down and, and, and let it fly was not the mantra. But, you know, Correct. you know, that's what great coaches do is they adjust to the the game and to the personnel that they have. And, and I think that's a great story for anybody that – you know, he was, he's been successful in so many different ways and you can be successful. You just have to be smart about how you adjust what you do to the officiating, to your personnel, to the way the game is being played, you know, all the above, you've got to be smart about that stuff. And I think you got to come into every season with a little bit of a, of, of a fresh lens and it can't just be, well, this is what we've done. We've got to do it differently. Don't you think, Raz? hundred percent. Every, every year is different. I mean, in high school, you got the players you got, you don't, you don't recruit your style. Uh-huh. So every, every year is a little different. You got kids that have, you know, seniors move on and, and young kids move in or move up the, move up the chain and you got to go with what you got. Yeah. Um, I mean, we went from years of having 60 plus set plays to years of having, uh, 10, mm-hmm. um, depending upon who we got. Yeah. I mean, so yes, if you're, if you're not able to change with the, with the times and with your classes, uh, you're probably in trouble. Yeah. Well, you guys have definitely done that. Um, I, I saw a deal, uh, and, and you, this has to be a big point of pride for you, Raz. Uh, the last 10 years, uh, Sioux City East was uh, in the top 10 programs in the last 10 years in the state of Iowa. Uh, and that's, that's all classes. So, I mean, that, you have built a... Uh, you have taken the reins from your brother and you have at the very least maintained, I won't say improved because I want to keep peace at the Vanderloo Thanksgiving uh, dinner can, this week. You can say it. You can say it. <laughs> well, I'm not saying, I, I don't live that far from your brother, so I'm not going to say that. So, but uh, no, in all seriousness, it, it, it takes, uh, uh, you know, what does it take, I guess, to, to have that uh, consistent attitude year in year out uh the the keys to building a consistent winner that that people look at not, in, in all classes in in a pretty basketball crazy state that that you know you were voted as one of the top 10 programs in the entire state over the span of a decade that's pretty impressive Raz. No, I mean, it is, and it really has nothing to do with me. It has to do with a whole bunch of other people. Uh, number one, I got unbelievable help, assistant coaches. Any coach listening out there, if I can give you any tip, get good help and let them do things. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it's, it'll make a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Number, another one is you got to have your school administration on your side. You know, they got to support athletics, whatever sports you're coaching. Uh, they they got to be supportive of it, what, what you do. You got you to have, you know, community buy-in, which it's incredible up here the community buy-in of you know it's it's basketball never ends here so to speak mm-hmm. um i mean you, you play a season you have springtime uh, open gyms and stuff the summertime 
uh, it, basically the month of June, we practice. By the way, in Iowa, it's legal, so don't go crazy here, people. <laughs> uh, so I always get, when I say that, I get clinics and stuff. People are jumping over the roof trying to kill me. <laughs> from, from the day school gets out till the day school starts in Iowa, you can do whatever you want. You can mm. practice every day. You can play games or whatever in the summertime, which is huge. Yeah. Uh, so in June, it's like Texas football, spring football. We, we practice. But, but um, at the same time, you, you battle a, a, a little bit of a different beast, and I don't know if this is still true but i know it was when i was in high school iowa is the only state that has state sanctioned softball or softball and baseball in the summertime in the summertime yeah everybody else plays spring or legion stuff early it's 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 unique uh, i'm a huge baseball fan i play yeah. baseball i love it i just i wish wish iowa would kind of maybe go to the spring yeah um but you know we, we work with the baseball we, we have a great relationship with the baseball coaches and, and players and, and obviously during baseball season that comes first uh, those kids i mean don't ever ever miss a practice a workout a hitting a, a game obviously anything to come to basketball yeah. do not do that baseball is first in the summertime but we got a group of kids that don't play baseball so you know you're expected to you know you better be a basketball practice or seven on seven football or whatever your sport you know whatever your deal is Uh, but we work well with each with each program and kind of divide times up so it kind of fits in every kid's schedule and uh, we've had great success with it i think it's huge uh, that we're able to do that, and I think it, you know, I think it matters during the season that you basically get up, uh, and we will filter a little bit into July, uh-huh. not much. I think once July starts, um, you got the AAU kids doing a bunch of that. I think it's time for the football kids to get amped up for yep. that. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those crazy guys. You know, by God, you've got to come to basketball every day of the year. You don't know, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. But I do think those those kids that are one sport kids, which I don't necessarily agree with in one sport. I think kids should play multiple sports. But if you're a one sport guy and you think it's basketball, then you better put time in. Yeah. Coaches, you know just as well as I do that we're always looking for new and different ways to motivate our players and programs. But sometimes it's hard to find that perfect source that we're looking for. Over the past 25 years, I've collected hundreds of handouts to help motivate my players and programs. And now I'd like to share some of my favorites with you. The A Pen and a Napkin 101 Best Handouts Booklet is now available to you for only $15. In this booklet, you'll find motivational material for all types of situations and individuals to help you communicate your values to your players and program. For ordering information, you can either DM me on Twitter or email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com for details. Um, You, uh, over the last couple of years... Uh, last few years, last, uh, I don't know, four years or so, uh, you've gotten really involved with uh, USA Basketball. What is, wh- uh, how'd you get into that, and um, what's that been like for you? Well, it's been incredible, number one. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the highest level, um, you know, of high school basketball. And how, how it started, it kind of started on a, on a kind of off-the-shoot thing. A guy named Don Showalter, who's an Iowa coaching legend. Yep, Don's is, been on a couple of times, yep. He's, he's very well up the ranks of USA basketball, uh, mm-hmm. named toward the top. Uh, he, he had had a relationship, a, a, a friend with me. He was friends with my dad. He's friends with my brother, Jeff obviously with me, called one day and said, hey, would you have any interest in getting involved? I was like, sure. And I'll be honest, when I first started off, I thought they were going to send me a t-shirt and maybe <laughs> have me go work a clinic, go work with some third graders in Omaha or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's turned into from that to um, 
you know, last year we're, we're, we're on the court at the Final Four on the Sunday after the Duke-Carolina game in New Orleans, you know, playing a game. I've been to uh, four countries now uh, because of it. I've spoke all over the United States. I've been involved uh, with, uh, with the top high school kids in the country i actually just came back from the from the mini camp here in in uh, october out in colorado springs um fi- uh, the 15 16 uh the 16 17s and 18s probably the top 20 to 24 in each grade um i mean these are nba guys yeah um they're the, they're, they're the top guy and in, and the, the talent level is incredible um, you know the work work ethic is is there, but it, it wouldn't be there if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're and they're quality young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't they don't deal with craziness. Um, you know it's 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 run right. So mm-hmm. the whole whole thing's been amazing. Yeah. Uh, what what are some things that you have taken from it in in the sense of what have you what what are two three four things that you have poached because we're all poaching all the time raz you know that just as well as i do what have you poached from usa basketball that you brought to sioux city east um i think the relationships you need to build with kids i mean the the top kid i mean a a top 10 kid in the nation and uh, all the way down to you know obviously anybody in your building i mean treat everyone with respect um you, you best be on time for everything. I'm, I'm really big on things like that. Um, and, and I learned a lot of that from Wolf Eagle, which we can talk about in a minute. But the USA deal is, a like I said, for that level of, of young men, um, there's there's no – it's all business. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, – these guys are – a lot of these guys are going to the league in, in a short amount of time. Um, so it's not a, hey, you got, you know, you got a group of talented kids to roll the ball out and start – dunking the ball it's, mm-hmm. it's not that yeah i mean it's highly it's highly organized it's hard work it's time i mean there's two a day practices um there's 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 no messing around um but it's 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 a, it's a big time deal i think i think this last event out in colorado springs last month i think there was uh something like 23 or 4 nba gms at wow. it um uh, i mean it was i mean it's it's not it's not a low level deal yeah um what what have you learned uh, about the big differences between international ball and what we'll call it American basketball? Uh, what what have you learned and, and poached from that as well that that you brought back to East with you? Well, I'm, I'm I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it, and I'm seeing it that the gap is closing at a drastic level. The, the European kids, um, I mean, for for many many years, the U.S. just showed up and, and drilled people. Yeah, uh, that, that that you can see it in the Olympics. I mean, our, our Olympic team, our best of the best. Um, you know, they lost a couple exhibition games last year. They went to the Olympics and lost the game. End up winning the gold. Yeah. at the end of the day, but they still lost the game. Which losing a game, you know, when you have the best players, is kind of like, wait a minute, what do we got going on here? But it, the, the, the gap is definitely closing. You look at the international guys coming over to the NBA. I mean, look at our top players in the NBA. You know, you got uh, you got uh, Giannis and you got mm-hmm. Jokic and you got. Uh, I mean, you got probably four of the top five NBA players are mm-hmm. foreign. Our international uh, guys, yeah, correct. Um, Giannis, they, they, Luka, Embiid, yeah, they, Jokic. Yeah. Yep. yep. I mean, look at those guys. That's. I mean, that's that's a out of those four or five. That's four or five of the top guys, mm-hmm. and and they're not from here. Yeah. Uh, but 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 at the end of the day, um, they, the I think the Europeans uh, are, the, are the foreign guys. I mean, they they they. A lot of them shoot better. The athleticism of the U.S. guys is, is off the chart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy, um, but I but I think the gap is closing, and we got to continue through USA basketball to just to 
to build national teams. And we've done a very good job of it, at the, you know, at the 16s, the 17s, and the 18s. And that just filters into, you know, the, the NBA and then obviously the Olympics. Well, and I think you uh, made a good point there uh, in the subtext, Raz, with building teams, not just taking a collection of talent and throwing it together. Uh, and, and, you know, that started with the, the early 2000s and the stuff that happened, I, I think, uh, was it was it George Carl was the coach uh, the uh, the one year I think it was two thousand six the yeah and then, and then you know Coach K came in and and he built teams uh, he, he you know he was building him and Colangelo built a program and I you know any time that you could just take talent and throw it together especially in this day and age that's that's really really difficult to do boy you better have some special talent if you think you can just throw together talent you've got to build yeah. a program and you've got to build teams even to the highest level and that's and that's that's what usa has started to do over the last you know i'm gonna say eight to ten years they've started building teams and, it, and it's it's I, I believe our 16s um are something like uh 72 and old in their last 72 games mm-hmm. um because we've, we've we've taken teams and now we've practiced throughout the year. We have a we have a fall mini camp. We have a mini camp at the Final Four. They'll have one in the early summer with the team. They're not just bringing in individuals and sending you over to Beijing and play a game. Yeah. Um, you know they're they're building teams, which you know obviously basketball is a team game. You can have a ton of individuals, but if they don't play together, it doesn't matter. You ain't winning. Yeah. Um, you also brought it up. You, you've had the chance to speak a lot, and you know. I host a, a clinic. Uh, this will be our third year, by the way. Shameless plug: April the first, um, we're going to be having our third annual a pen and a napkin coaches clinic. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of cool stuff that day. Very interactive type of a thing, and uh, we're going to have a little Final Four watch party that day. So again, shameless plug, but it's my podcast. I can do what I want, Ras. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a great plug. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got to check with my producer. Was that okay? Yeah, yeah. The producer said it was fine. So, uh, but uh, no, you know. A lot of people think being a clinic speaker is probably, you know, not that difficult, but you, you have to work really hard to keep your uh, to keep your audience engaged. Uh, I know when I've been asked to speak at, at clinics or I've spoken at my own clinic, I work really, really hard to make sure that I'm going to have stuff that is useful for the folks that are there, um, that are, you know, just, you know, that that's my philosophy. What's your philosophy? What are your keys that, that you have developed over the years when it comes to being a, a good clinic speaker? Well, number one, I think you got to be organized. Um, you can't just show up and start winging it. Um, and you got to know what your, what your crowd is. I mean, is it, is it um, all, is it just high school coaches? Is it youth coaches? Is it, is it uh, maybe a, just a fan in there? I mean, whatever it might be. And you, you gotta, you gotta kind of tail it toward them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've spoken to things that are, that are all youth coaches mm-hmm. and they're all, you know, they're all. And so then you, you, I mean, I'm, I actually probably do more, more of that than anything. Um, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta tail it to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, I've spoken to, I mean, high school, I've spoken to crowds of, uh, honestly, of five and crowds of 500. Um, so it, it, it all depends where you're at, yeah. uh, who, who's your crowd, what's your topic. Uh, but I, but you gotta be organized. You can't just show up. And like I said, just start winging it, um, get, be prepared, find out the topic they want you to talk on. And I mean, I mean, if you don't have the hundred percent knowledge of it, look it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you gotta be you gotta be organized. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know it, fake it. 
Correct. <laughs> correct. I mean, in, in, all, in all honesty, correct. I mean, you, and you've got to be confident in what you're what you're saying and what you're doing. I mean, if you get up there and you're stuttering, you don't kind of know, like, uh, uh, I mean, you're wasting their time. Yeah. And I'm sure you know a lot of them paid, you know, whatever the fee is, twenty, thirty, a hundred bucks. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, to come, you're wasting their time if you're not doing your part by being organized. Yeah. And and I've I've been there where. You know, you showed up, and, and I always tell our kids, you know, the most valuable thing that you can give anybody is your time. So I always try to come into them where uh, I have the attitude of, okay, if people are willing to give their time to listen to me talk, I've I've got to bring my A game every single time. Yep. And, yep. And, and I think that you owe it to your audience, and it's not going to be perfect every time that you do it, but you've got to do all that you can to bring your A game so that those folks get the most out of whatever you're talking about that day. Correct. I mean, a lot of times you're, you're, you get, you know, 45 minutes to an hour uh, normally, or sometimes an hour and 20 or an hour and a half, whatever it is, but you need to, you know, use that time wisely, fill it up, give them something, you know, even if it's one thing uh-huh. uh, when they, when they leave there, you know, I remember that short, fat white guy from Iowa talked about this, <laughs> you know, or, or, or whatever. <laughs> You, you, you got to give him something. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> oh. I'm just being honest. Uh, well, hey, hey, uh, if you could, if you can, uh, if you can make fun of yourself, then then life life is a good thing. So. And I also say this, you got to have fun with it. Yeah. I, I, like you, I've been to hundreds of clinics where you get up there and it might be a high level, big time college guy. I don't care. Maybe an yeah. NBA guy. Yeah. And they get up there and they're talking in a monotone voice and it never changes and just, and you're about going to sleep. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a little energy. You gotta have a little, you know, pizzazz or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, you gotta have something, number one, to keep them awake. You gotta yep. have a content that they're interested in and something they can leave with. Yep. A pen and a napkin university videos are just another way that a pen and a napkin can help you become a better coach. Our university video library is constantly expanding with topics ranging from interviewing for a job to full court defense to 25 universal truths about coaching. Our university videos will help you round out your skill set as a coach and help you hone your craft. Videos are $10 a piece with bundling options available. To order, you can DM me on Twitter. Send me an email at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com or order from our website, a pen and a napkin.com. Be sure to check out the a pen and a napkin video library. All right, Raz, at this time, we are going to jump into our John Wooden quote of the day. Uh, we are at a uh, hundred and or no, the, the 52nd John Wooden quote of the day. Probably not exactly the 52nd, but you know, 48th ish John Wooden quote of the day. So, uh, are you ready, Coach Vanderloo, for the John Wooden quote of the day? I am ready. All right. Uh, from uh, Wooden, A Lifetime of Observations, page 56. And this is a pretty, uh, pretty common Wooden quote here. Uh, but from page 56, here is the quote, and, and feel free to, uh, to expand on it, Raz, when I'm done with the quote. So, yep. did I win? Did I lose? Those are the wrong questions. The correct question is, did I make my best effort? That's what matters. The rest of it just gets in the way. I, I would say amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, too, too many, we're, we're in a world right now of <clears throat> only being concerned about winning. 
Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, winning is important, and yeah. it is. But but so many kids, I, I I get comments once in a while. Well, hey, uh, did you know my son's uh, fourth grade team was forty seven three last year? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, that's great. That, yeah. that is, it's great. But did your number one? Did your son enjoy it? Did he like yeah. playing? Did he get better? Is he coming back next year? Okay. I I, I don't want to say I don't care what your record is, but when you're when you're younger. Play for the love of the game. Yeah. Um, too many people are caught up in some $150 fancy uniform yep. and how many games they won. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've really gone to that. And it's, it's, I don't want to say it's ruining the game, but it's, it's hurting the game. Yeah. Um, the adults are screwing it up for the kids. 100 yeah. um, percent. hundred. I mean, it's it, it just, I, I see what's going on and I just shake my head. But uh, we're concerned about the things that don't matter. Hey, yeah. did you see that the team A over there? Did you see their uniforms? Yeah. I hear kids talk. I, I work in the middle school, so I hear kids talking all day. Too yeah. much, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God bless you for that, Raz. I could not do that. So, God bless. But you, you know, if they don't talk about. Hey, you know what? Uh, my ball handling is getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not cool to talk about that. But hey, did you see the new uniforms that Johnny's team got? Or did you? Hey, you know, uh, did, they all got team bags. Okay, you know that's cool, but. Did it make you better? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can, I can go buy a $500 NBA uniforms, but did it make you better? Yeah. You know, and are you going to come back next year? You got to enjoy playing. I I tell these youth people when I go and speak at the end of every practice, every, whatever you got, 10 guys, when they leave that building or whatever gym you're in, make sure they got a smile on their face. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't, you don't want them going home going, I never even touched the ball. I yep. didn't get to shoot one time. Yep. I stood in the back of the line. Yep. I mean, because you're also coaching the parent too. Yeah. Because yeah. if you go home and all you ever hear is negative things from Johnny, guess what? Next year when it comes down to playing and you got to pay a $300 fee to be in the league, hey, let's not play this year. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're good. Yep. You got to, you know, yeah. don't get caught up in all that winning. You know, you you hit so many nails on the head there. I'm going to start calling you the carpenter. You're, you're, that's my new nickname for you, Rad. They, they call me a lot of things. Carpenter is not one. Uh, we're we're all called a lot of things. Uh, you know, so if you if you do this long enough. Uh, we, we had a, we had an all conference meeting a couple of years ago, and we were putting together first team all conference, second team all conference, and we had a younger coach in the room, and. Uh, uh, we're talking about the honorable mention kids and, and he goes, he, he says something, he goes, the, the room guy, we, we were talking about it and he says, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if any parents going to freak out if their kid doesn't make all conference or not, or doesn't make honorable oh mention or not. And I said, you haven't done this job long enough. You must be a first year guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, you were, you were talking about the, uh, the, the use stuff. I, I literally, I spoke at a, you know, I've, I, okay, okay. Shameless plug number two for a pen and a napkin. Uh, I, I've got a youth clinic, uh, video about 75 minutes long that I did and it didn't make the cut on the video, but I, I, we had 25, 30 youth coaches there and I told them high school, here, here's all the things that the high school coaches care about. Boom, 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 boom. Here's all the things that high school coaches don't care about, to be honest with you. Number yeah. one, we don't care how many games you won with your fifth grade team. We we literally do not care. Now, does it? You know, if you're playing at a really high level and you've got this and that, maybe maybe you think about it a little bit and you go, okay, that's that's really good. But overall, we don't care. We want to see the kids get better. We want you, your job as a youth coach, 
give them a great experience. I tell my youth coaches all the time, they've, you've got to create an environment where the kids are excited to come back to the gym the next time that you get together, whether that's, whether that's a game, whether that's a practice. That's what I'm, I worry about that with my high school kids. I want them to leave practice on a high and be able to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm pretty tired right now, but I'm excited to come back to the gym tomorrow. And uh, I, I think that we've lost track of that concept. We, we've lost track of this is supposed to be about the kids. About, and, and there's a lot of coaches that, that do do that. But we have uh, whatever the percentage is, Raz, don't you think that there's a high enough percentage of kids and parents that uh, – or, or not kids. There's a high enough percentage of coaches and parents, and oftentimes the coaches are parents, that – lose track of that stuff because it's important to them to win this game or that game or to to install this secondary break or whatever instead of just focusing on getting them better, having them fun, getting them excited to come back to the gym the next time. 100%. I, 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 you, as, a, as a small youth, I mean, the younger youth kids, I mean, you got to teach them the game, obviously, but you also need to make sure it's fun. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean practice is a circus. Yeah, that doesn't mean they're just screwing around. Yep. But but it, it needs to be fun because so many parents, you get in the car and go home from the game, and you only scored two points, and you had four fouls and six turnovers, and you're getting attacked. Yeah. In the car oh, on the way yeah. home, yeah. and you learn to not like the game. Yep. You know, you need to love the game. Yeah. You know, you need to love it. Yeah. So how, how does that happen? Okay. Whoever, you know, then the, there's a million great youth coaches out there. I'm not here to, to attack them. Oh, all. no. And that's, and that's not what we want. We're trying to help out those that kind of ha, uh, have, unfortunately, they, their priorities have evolved in the wrong direction. That's what we're talking about here is helping people Correct. out. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it needs to be, it needs to be fun. Like I said, I, I, I believe this. And then just in them young ages, when they leave that gym on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock, they should have a smile on their face. The last drill you do should be something that they are just crazy fired up to do. Mm-hmm. But that's the last thing they remember when they go get in the car. Yeah. So when they get in the car and mom or dad or grandma or whoever says, how'd it go? And they said, it was great. We mm-hmm. did this, this, this. And they're mm-hmm. fired up. Yeah. And they got a big smile on their face. And yep. that's what, that's what they need. Yeah. Not that, you know, I, all we did was run. Yeah, youth coaches. If I can give you one thing, you don't need a condition in youth no. basketball. No, you know, no. Uh, you don't. Yeah, I mean, these kids are running around. They're they're metab- they're, they're first flying around. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Don't take ten minutes for conditioning because that's what your old high school coach did in nineteen eighty four. Yep. Uh, don't don't do that. Yeah. No. I I tell them I I met with my my youth coaches and I said don't ever do anything in your youth practice without a ball being involved. <laughs> Because, you know, don't worry about condition. You have a jump ball every eight seconds. You, 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 you know, don't don't worry about it. Uh, yes. Just you know, just just get the ball in their hands. And and you were talking. I think it's really important there, Raz. You brought that up as well. The car ride home. Um, I, I you know, Bruce Brown. Are you familiar with Bruce Brown? Yeah. Um, yep. You know that always stuck with me when he would talk. Uh, the the thing that kids dread the most about sports is the car ride home. And whether whether they're youth kids, whether they're high school kids. So we had both our youth meeting and our high school parent meeting uh, this week. And I, I flat out told them, you know, that's what, that's what kids dread the most. And when 
you know, I'd like to think I was a little bit qualified with, with our kids when it came to sports, but I, you know, especially our, our middle one was pretty good athlete when he was in high school. And, and, and I would say after every game, Hey, if they won, you know, Hey, great game. Awesome job tonight. Love to watch you play and leave it at that. Uh, if they lost, Hey, tough one. Uh, they were pretty good. I love to watch you play and, and leave it at that because, uh, that's that's what kid that's what drives kids away. That's that's what gets them frustrated about it is being coached by mom and dad or dad in the car ride home. And and I tried to emphasize to my parents, let us coach. You just be mom and dad. You just be mom and dad and let us do the coaching. Just love your be kid. Supportive. Be yeah. supportive. Yeah. Oh. And, um and, and you're kind of in the same boat that that I am, you know, we're 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 both empty nesters. Our our kids have moved on and you know, I, I always tell them, you know, I would give anything to go back and watch my kids play. Um, I, I really wish I could go back and watch my kids play again. I, I probably took that for granted a little bit. And um, I, I think that just having that joy of watching them play as a parent, a uh, little bit stressful at times, but mostly joy of watching them play. And so those are some of the things I've tried to emphasize with my high school parents, our youth parents, so forth and so on. I, I, don't, I don't know if you shared those same sentiments either, Raz, or not. 100%. I, 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 any parent out there listening, um, enjoy it. It doesn't last very long. No. I mean, I know you're thinking right now, well, he's, you know, Mary or Johnny's in fourth grade. we got a long time. It goes quick. Yes, it does. Enjoy the process. Not, yeah. not every team is going to win every game. Not every player is going to have the greatest game ever every night. There's going to be ups and downs. But through it, support them. They yeah. need support. You know, smile at them, clap for them, um, you know, be, be happy for them. Uh, we have so much of the other stuff going on that it, it makes it not fun. Yeah. So, you know, get, get on board with the, with the, with the big smile on your face and, and be, be happy about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hey, let's get into kind of your more specific, uh, coaching philosophy stuff, Raz. Um, You've got a lot of assistant coaches there. Uh, T- Terry Comstock probably being the weakest link of them all. Yeah, hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, TC, just kidding, buddy. Love you. Uh, but uh, hey, you know, just just delegating things to your assistant coaches. How do you work with your coaching staff? And you're, you're at a you're at a five A school or no four A in Iowa. Sorry, oh, I get yeah, the girl I get the girls and the boys mixed up. You're at a four A school. Iowa, but, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're at the biggest class. Uh, so you've got a lot of kids, you've got a lot of, uh, you got a lot of assistant coaches, uh, but you've got enough numbers that those, those coaches are going to be busy. So, so how do you delegate, uh, your authority within your coaching staff? Number one, um, they all need to have something meaningful to do. Um, so, so, and, and, and this is not a knock on my brother at all. Cause like I said, he, he's the wizard. Uh, but, but I think he tried to do everything, um, and I think it, it, it didn't wear him out, but it kind of wore him out. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, and, been I there, done that. and that's a respectful thing. I'm not saying that as a disrespect uh, because I would, he, he's, he's the best, uh-huh. but, but I think he tried to do everything. I'm, I'm more the other way. I think you got to divide it up, give every assistant coach something meaningful to do. And then their, their, their energy and effort toward it is really good mm-hmm. because they, they think, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of this and this needs to go good or, it's on me, uh-huh. you know. So yes, we sometimes I get criticized a lot. I get criticized a lot for a lot of things, but uh-huh. um, having too many coaches is one of them. 
But I think if you give them all things to do, there's there's not such a thing as too many coaches. Yeah. You know, if you got guys just hanging around, yeah, it's, it's probably too many. Yeah. But if you give them something to do, I mean, we we kind of do it like a football staff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we have two freshman teams, so we have two coaches doing that. Some years we have three. Um, we have a JV team, obviously, uh, with a with a separate coach. We have a varsity team that's got. A, myself and three assistants um and there's been years where we've had others more involved but everybody's got a job so like on our on our varsity team we have a a, a great uh, jeff jeffson's his name he's a by the way he's a great husker fan um he he's in charge of our offense he's like our offensive coordinator it's like football we have another gentleman in charge of defense he's a defensive coordinator we have another guy in charge of all of our pressing o and d you know, we have another guy in out-of-bounds plays. Mm-hmm. You know, so everybody's – you can't just show up on Friday night and sit there and watch the game in the front row and go, like, oh, that was a good game. I mean, you got something you got something meaningful to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, when you give them uh, meaningful things, like I said, I think their energy and effort toward it is, is way better than just having somebody hanging around. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you – Ask the guys, hey, what, what do you, where do you feel like your strength is? Um, what, you know, I need, I need this, this, and this done. Uh, who wants to do this, this, and this? Or do you kind of say, uh, identify, you identify their strengths a little bit and go, hey, Pete, I'd really like for you to, to fulfill this. You know, how do you, how do you handle that when you're kind um, of assigning I, those responsibilities? Yeah. Well, one, one thing we've had here, and I think that's the reason part of our, why our program is, is decent. We have very little, if any, turnover. Mm-hmm. When when you come here, it's like uh, it's like uh, you're here like an inbred or something. <laughs> you're here, <laughs> you don't ever leave. Yeah, yeah, you never leave Morningside Avenue. I mean, you don't. I mean, yeah. it just it is what it is. But that's that's we're very fortunate for that. So we've had very very little turnover. Um, so we we haven't had to make a whole bunch of you know decisions like that. But but you know we do talk about it. Like, you know your your mentality is a defensive mentality, and, and that's that would you know be great for you. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you know you're kind of a this or that. And it, and like I said, lucky for me and for everybody, it's it's fallen into place and worked. Uh-huh. What about your managers? How do you handle or not handle? But how? What are what are some things that you have your managers do? How do you use your managers in your practices? I, I don't think I, I'll be honest with you. I, that, that's a that's a group of guys or girls, whatever you have. Um, they don't get enough credit. Yeah. Um, I hundred percent believe that, and, and same thing for them. Give them meaningful things to do. Um, I, we've had some unbelievable great ones here at East High and, and for whatever reason I don't know but you give them meaningful things to do rather than just like showing up and filling the water okay uh-huh. no these guys are doing I mean they're 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 stat guys they're keeping the clock during practice during our practices we use the we use the clock a lot we video a lot of things um now with the shot clock coming to Iowa which by the way the rest of you states need to get on board oh, um yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I could go on forever about that too, but yeah. but you know, in Iowa we now have the shot clock. So this this first week of practice, every day in practice, we've we've done every drill, village possessions, or whatever we're doing, we're using the clock. Managers, you're on it. You know, yeah. um, they are they are huge. Our best teams have had the best managers, and I and I believe that true. Real quick story, I, we've had. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to guess we've had set, I think it's six or seven guys that have went on to division one basketball teams as a manager. Uh-huh. Um, and, and one of them, a guy named Andrew Munson is went from us to the university of Iowa as a manager uh-huh. to the nuggets. And now he's assistant to the head coach of the Denver nuggets. Wow. Wow. Um, and I'm telling you what, I, I'll, I'll, 
I'll kiss your backside within, you know, a handful of years if he's not an NBA GM. Wow. Because that's, I mean, and he was a manager. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what my boys would like to do. That's the route that they would like yeah, to take. Yeah. So. You, you, you got one in Nebraska, right, manager? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. Oh. So we're, we're actually uh, driving down here in two or three hours for their game this afternoon. So. Oh. Uh, my, my, my own son was a manager at Iowa. Um, incredible experience. If, you, if any, if any, got any kids out there listening, if you ever can get a chance to do that, not all of you can play at the Division One level. If you can get on any any team at that level as a, as a manager or support staff, do it. It's an incredible experience. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he didn't have – I actually tried to talk him out of it, Raz. Uh, I was like, are you sure you want to do this? And, and I, actually, I, I had a couple of Division One assistant coaches that I knew – uh, talk to him and, and talk to him about how, you know, the hours and everything and low pay, high hours, you know, yeah. if you get paid yeah. at all, if you get paid at all. Probably no pay. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first year was no pay, and then the last couple of years yeah. he's, he's, he's getting paid. But, yep. uh, you know, it, it is it is a great route. It's been a great experience for my son. It sounds like your guy is just, wow, that's that's unbelievable. And, and yep. uh you know, what a great organization to be part of out there at Denver. And, and Mike Malone Absolutely. is a quality head coach. And, and obviously they got Jokic and Murray. They got a chance. They got a chance. They got a chance to be really, really good this year. So yes, they awesome, do. Awesome and, situation. And he, uh, and he, and he couldn't, and he, he, come, and he comes back for every chance he gets and he comes, you know, that was just in a lot because he's out there. But um, I mean, he's, he's at our practice. I mean, here's a guy that could, you know, he don't need to worry about us anymore. He, he calls several times a month. He's always texting after games. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's in the big time. Yeah. And, uh, but he didn't forget where he came from either. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your off season setup. What do you, what do you do there? You know, other than practicing five hours a day in June and that type of thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got the Ivan Drago workouts going. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you catch the Ivan Drago workouts, you are more than welcome on the pod anytime folks. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, what do you, what what do you uh, what do you guys have set up there to uh, to sustain the uh, the program that you built? Well, I, I I think you need to have stuff going on for especially for those one sport guys, which I don't always agree with, but whatever. You got to have stuff for those. I mean, stuff for them to get better. Uh, you know, like I said, in, in we have, every state's got different rules what you can do and can't do. Um, but, but when the season's over, obviously we give them several weeks off. Go be a kid. Go do your deal. Yep. Hang, you know, find a girlfriend or whatever your thing is. Um, then we start open gyms in the spring. Um, <clears throat> but once that last day of school hits, which is basically June first, uh, we start practicing. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we we have a regular practice. I mean, we'll do fundamentals, we'll do shell drill, closeouts, team stuff. I mean, whatever we don't we don't we don't condition. Uh, we don't do any of that, but it's it's regular practice, tons of fundamentals, and then you know throughout that month of June we play in you know shootouts and and games here and there. We normally play eighteen to twenty games, mm-hmm. as well as probably practice twenty five times, maybe a little more in June. We might carry over depend upon where that Fourth of July falls in that first week. Sure, uh, but we'll carry over in, in July a little bit. Um, so we're, we're during June. It's 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 heavy. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's like spring football in college. Yeah, um, and we're we're trying to get better. Yeah, um, it's not just a the doors open in the gym and come shoot a few free throws. It's not that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's when they leave, they're sweating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and July for the non football and cross country kids, uh, we'll, we'll have obviously have the gym open for them. We got a couple of those gun machines. We want them to get shots up. You know, if, if you go for a lengthy period of time without getting shots up or a ball in your hand and you're telling me you're a player, 
um, I'm going to question that. I mean, mm-hmm. you're telling me you want to be a starter or you want to be a college player or, you know, whatever, and you're not, you know, you're not putting your time in, good luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think you got to put the time in. Yeah. Uh, as, as we get, as we roll into school starting, uh, we'll, we'll do open gyms again. Um, when school starts, we play in a fall league, which we actually host up here in the fall, uh, Sunday afternoon fall league uh, teams. And then we get started, obviously, in, in November. Uh, so it never really ends. Mm-hmm. People always say, "Hey, when, when does practice start?" Well, it never ends. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, it started for me about thirty years ago. When it started. <laughs> uh, how how much easier is it for you to be able to sell? Hey, this is what Ben Jacobson did. Uh, this is um, what Adam Woodbury did. And yep. and and whether you're going to end up at at Morningside or Briarcliff or iowa or northern iowa or whatever the destination is for that particular player how much easier is it for you to sell that to your to your current players it's easy i mean like i said it's we've had a lot of success here in the last 25 years or 30 or whatever it's been um and and the kids know it the parents know it the community knows it well it doesn't just happen and it's easy to tell the kid actually yesterday after practice uh we had a, a former player and coach in here and 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 we we love that history and tradition we we love having those guys back just to talk for two minutes Mm -hmm. about their experience and you know it's it's incredible it goes so fast enjoy it while it happens you know you're lucky to be part of this you know all those things and and i think kids soak it up Mm -hmm. and uh, you know um you know like i said we're the luckiest people in the world to be able to to have what we have i mean we got a great facility we got i mean we have what we want um and like I said, we, we preach that to the kids that, you know, we're, you know, we're preseason ranked. And I always tell them it's because of the people before you, Yeah, you know, not necessarily always because of you. I mean, the stuff we got, you mentioned earlier by Max Preps named us one of the top 10 dominant teams in the state or however it was worded, uh, which is an incredible honor. But that's because of the people before you, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. now are you going to be able to keep that going? Yeah. You know? I mean, are you, are you going to do your part? Yeah. Let's, let's do it again. Yeah, you know, so it's it's there's a, we got a whole bunch of stuff like that that we throw at them often about you know you're lucky where you're at. Yeah, yeah, we all are. We all are. Abs- <laughs> I too. Absolutely. Coaches are absolutely loving are taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, "Strip the house down to the studs." I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Um, let's talk about, and, 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 and I thought it was, uh, I, I don't get a lot of coaches that uh, circle this one on the, the coaches survey, Raz, so I'm going to jump all over this. Um, Working with your administration, communicating with your administration. Uh, you know, I'm really lucky. I've got a, I've got a terrific administration that I'm working for right now. Um, 
they're very, very supportive. Uh, but sometimes you're not in that situation. Sometimes, you know, sometimes your administration is, you know, they, they have their own motivations. They have their different things. Sometimes uh, you, you have a hard time uh, meeting eye to eye with your administrators, uh, so forth and so on. So what are some things that you've done to uh, make that communication process uh, better, easier, more productive for everybody involved? I, I, first of all, I've been on both sides of that fence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you're always better off being, you know, having administrate, having administrators that are, that are a lot of times former coaches or they understand athletics and they're, you know, they understand the grind and, and the, and the obstacles that come with it. Because when you talk to them, they, they get it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, right now at East high school, we, we couldn't have a better setup. Um, I, I talk to our athletic director probably every single day and we're in different buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to him probably every single day. Um, our principal will come down several times a year and, and he's, he's not a, he's not a guy that's just going to come hang out with you or anything, but he'll come down several times a year and ask you, what, what can we do for you? What, what do you need to win? Mm-hmm. And I always tell him a six, nine wing, but he, <laughs> he can't get that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's he. I mean, if, if I said, Hey, we need, uh, we need two more shooting machines or we need, you know, we need this, this, or this. Um, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have a relationship with your administration. I mean, uh, whether you're a new coach and you're just coming in and I'm not, you don't got to go kiss their butt and tell them they're awesome, yeah. but have a, have a actual face to face relationship with them. Cause there's going to be a tough time at some point in time, you're going to have a tough parent to deal with it. You're going to have several losses, you know, in a row and somebody's not happy. You're going to have, you know, a night when you get a technical foul and somebody's not happy, you know, something, there's always a little bump in the road Yeah, and, and you need those people on your side. Mm-hmm. So how does it happen? Not by hiding from them. Yeah. By basically having a relationship with them. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't go out to eat with them every night, but yeah. you know what? Pop into their office. Hey, what's going on? How you been? What's, you know, just get a relationship. Yeah. I mean, for, if, if you're brand new, just how's your family? Hey, what do you got for kids again? You know, what the, yeah. blah, 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 you know whatever it might be, start that process. Cause over time it builds and builds. And then you realize those people are on your side. Mm-hmm. So when that bump in the road comes, you're confident they're with you because in this day and age, um, there's, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's craziness out there. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you bring up a good point there, Raz. Uh, a lot of times we, we go to people, uh, whether it's your administrator or a friend or, uh, a coworker, whatever it may be, when, when you need something, that's when you dive into the relationship. And I think, like you said, that you, 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 if you do this job long enough, and it doesn't take that long, but if you do this job long enough, you know you're going to have like all those things that you said. You lose three or four games in a row, and all of a sudden you're getting frustrated, and or you got a parent, or whatever it may be. And if you're only going to your administrators when you need something from them, they're human too, and and they're going to look at you like, okay, I'm I'm just your, you know, I'm just your guy that when you need something, you're knocking on my door. And I, I don't think that's really fair. I, I think you have to, just like with your players, I think you have to work on those relationships on a very, very consistent basis. And 
in my situation, I see my athletic director every day, but we have a small school. Uh, you know, you, you are fortunate enough that you're talking to your AD all the time, but sometimes you get into those bigger schools. It's hard to, to talk to those yep. folks, uh, uh, every day, you know, but you have to work at that relationship, carve out time. Even if it's just two or three minutes, you, you make one of those unintentional, intentional walks up to the front office and all just right. pop your head in the door, say, Hey, how's it going? Uh, and, and you keep, I think it's also important that you keep stuff on their radar on a yearly basis. Uh, 100%. You know. 100%. Uh, and another thing you can do, because like I said, if you do this long enough, you're going to have something you're unexpected. Mm-hmm. Show support for your other programs. Show up to the football games. Show up to a baseball game. Show up to the wrestling meets. Show up to a track meets, soccer, whatever you're, whatever you're sports are i'm not saying you got to be a season ticket holder going crazy in the front row Mm -hmm. but you know what show up because at some point in time that ad principal a powerful parent is going to be friends with one of those guys or ladies too they're gonna say what do you think of that vanderloop guy oh he's he's good he just always supports us and and uh you know i see him around you know don't don't hide i mean you know you you can't say i don't like that sport so i don't go to their games i'm not saying you got to go to every game yeah but you know but show up just you know if if you're if you're a high school coach i don't care if you're a junior high coach doesn't matter what you are show support for the other programs because you're going to need those people at some point in time to be on your side Mm -hmm. you know and and be visible you know with your with your athletics and even another thing i did several years ago and i i think they wanted to give me an award for it i can't believe it um (laughs) i showed up for the it's a major award it's a major award yeah well i don't get a lot of awards so (laughs) i showed up for a bunch of the music stuff and you know and our music here is big it's big time i mean it's they they got stuff going on and they thought i was you know john wooden they thought oh my god we got a sports guy that came to a music thing Mm -hmm. and i tell you what it went 100 miles because those people now instead of thinking that i'm some crazy guy yelling at refs on friday night you know he's not a bad guy he came to our stuff yeah so get involved with all the stuff you know, you don't you don't gotta go every single night and everything, but be visible at other people's things as well as having relationships with the administration. Well, and and I think uh, you know one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. And again, I'm like you; I don't get too many compliments. But uh, the theater <laughs> uh, we had we had a theater guy, uh, and he he stopped me in the hallway one day, and this really this truly did mean a lot to me. Uh, and and our daughter was involved in theater and one act and, and and stuff, but this is long before she was even close to high school. And he, and he stopped in the hall. He said, "Hey, I just want to thank you uh, for uh, coming to our productions. Uh, you are pretty much the only athletic coach that comes and supports our uh, our programs, and and the kids really appreciate it. And I think when you do those things, when you uh, go support the volleyball team when you go support the one act play. Uh, what that also does is it show when when you say, "Hey, this is a big game." Hey, Raider Nation, we really need you because we got healing on Friday night. That you know, okay, you're going to get an extra fifteen, twenty kids in because you sort showed support to them, and now they're going to come out and support you as well. And I and I think that just creates a collective community of 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 one, and it's not just the basketball community or the one act community or the football community. It's one community of, in your case, the the Black Raider Nation. No, hundred percent. I, I encourage our players all the time. 
Um, you know, hey, there's a girls' basketball game tonight. There's a wrestling meet tonight. You know, the the like I said the, the the there's a huge choir deal going on. There's you know the student councils doing this or whatever. Get involved. Don't be the cool guys. Don't be. Hey, I'm 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 the basketball guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. But guess what? You you're you go to this school and you're part of the school too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. all with the school. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yo, time for one last thing here, Ras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about organizing kind of your youth stuff. We we talked about youth stuff obviously earlier in the pod, uh, but but let's jump into uh, what you do with your kids. When do you start? Um, you know, how much do you have the kids playing? How much do you have them practicing? Uh, you know, Sioux City. It's it's a it's a big small town, if you will. Yes, uh, yes it is. <laughs> you know, you, you've got uh, if you include South Sioux. You know, you've got f- uh, four public schools, and then you've got Healan, and then you got a couple other, you know, really small private schools. But basically, it's it's the four publics in Healan, um, and, and everybody knows everybody, and and so you know you're competing with the Healan for this kid or that kid, or you're competing with Sioux City North for this kid or that kid, whatever it may be. Uh, Absolutely. You know, so so what are you doing to to do your best to uh, keep kids that are that are involved with East high basketball. Uh, how do you, how do you keep them involved? What do you do? How do you build your program from the bottom up to kind of keep that, keep that program rolling? Yeah, probably probably one of the best things we do with our, with our total program. It's our 32nd year. It's a youth basketball program called Hayworth hoops. It's, it's played at East high and East middle. Um, we've, like I said, we currently this year, I'm actually here at the school setting up for it right now. We play on Sundays, um, we, we've got, uh, every year I would say, uh, anywhere from 16 to 25 teams. That's, that's fourth through eighth. This year we got 18 teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, 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 you can either, you can either come to us and say, Hey, I've already got a team of, you know, Johnny and his neighborhood kids. There's 10 of us. Okay. You're a team. Yeah. If you're not on a team, there's an online sign up. It, just go on online to Raider Youth Basketball and sign up. We put you on a team. Like I said, we've got 18 East teams. Uh, this year, we play in a league here at East High with with other teams throughout the city: South Sioux, mm-hmm. uh, Winnebago, uh, Mobile, Lawton area yep. teams. Yep. Uh, and we, so, thirty second year. Uh, my dad started it. I've been involved with it for a long time. Um, it, it's been incredible, uh-huh. and that's one of the major reasons our basketball programs had huge success. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We we, um, we 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 help organize our our, our East youth. We give them practice times uh, during during the week. We help their coaches. We had a youth coaches clinic here just a week, uh, 10 days ago, um, free of charge. Um, mm-hmm. You come in and, and, and throughout the year, uh, one of us coaches or maybe two players will go to one of their practices mm-hmm. and just help them. Hey, here's, here's, you know, here's kind of what a closeout is. You know, we're not teaching them the triangle offense by any means sure. or anything like that. Sure. We're you know we're showing you got an hour you got an hour of practice or depending on your time slot you got an hour and a half or an hour you know I always say be organized if you're a if you're a, a lawyer a fireman you're working high V wherever you might work okay you're not basketball is not what you're trained in yeah. but you know you can still be organized you can you can draw a plan okay the first ten minutes okay we're going to do ball handling we're going to do you know dribble down right dribble down left you know blah 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 two ball you know whatever um, we're going to do a you know full court layups. You know, uh, but you only got an hour, so you got to use all that time. Yeah. Don't don't be the youth coach that shows up and says, uh, "Okay, what are we going to do?" And you're talking to your buddy, and then you waste five minutes talking to your buddy about how the 49ers did last night. Yeah. And that's five less minutes you got, so you should just go 
from one drill into another. Um, I've, I've done a lot of work with Don Showalter, as you mentioned earlier, and on, on the on the USA Basketball website. There's all kinds of youth basketball plans and practice plans that you can just go in, click on it, and steal them. Yep. They're there for everybody. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of stuff on the internet you can you can get for youth basketball. But but show up organized and use that time. But we give them we give them practice plans. We give them drills. We send our players there. We send our coaches there. Um, it's one of the best things we've done in 32 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, is there anything on top of the Hayworth league that you do with your kids? Do you, what, you know, what do you got going on maybe in the summertime as well? Uh, bringing the kids in the gymnasium, that type of thing. Yep. Yep. So obviously we have a, we have a camp like everybody else when we camp. And then, <clears throat> so our, our practices, um, our high school practices, we go from about 10 to 1130 and then the gym is open starting at 1130 for any of the youth kids that want to come. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, if you're in fourth grade or sixth grade or whatever, and mom and dad are at work and you can, you can show up at East high school and walk in the gym and, and play one-on-one, start shooting back and do whatever, mm-hmm. but the gym available for you to you. Now what happens is there's, there's days when there's, there's four kids there and there's days when there's 40 kids there. Yeah. So, but, but, but the gym is available for those youth kids to get a ball in your hands. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Raz, if uh, anybody wants to know more uh, as uh, about the uh, self-described short, fat, white guy from Sioux City, uh, <laughs> if they want to look you up on social media, anything with yep. you or your or the uh, East High program, uh, what do you got yep. for us? I, you know what? As, as, I will say another thing for coaches. I'm an older guy, 57. I'm, yeah. I'm halfway to 114. Yeah. Um, so if, if you, you got to get involved in that social media because that's what the kids are involved in. Yep. You know, I never in my life thought I'd ever be one of these guys, but I've become one of these guys. Yeah. So me I'm, too. On, I'm on. I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm, I'm Coach Raz on, on Twitter. You know, C O A C H R A S Coach Raz on Twitter. I think I'm R Vanderloo on Instagram. I'm on Facebook Raz Vanderloo. Uh, Black Raider basketball on all those. Uh, outlets as well uh we're putting stuff out all the time uh, basketball wise we'll put we'll put drills out and stuff on our on our basketball uh black Raider basketball or, or sc east basketball now on twitter we had to change the names we lost the dang password um, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's that's an old guy we're thing normal, we're normal people like everybody else yeah you betcha uh, but, but I'm all over that. And if anybody out there, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys are dying to get information from me, but if anybody out there truly wants any information about anything basketball, youth basketball, anything USA basketball, get a hold of me. Direct message me, email me, call me. I don't care. Um, I think coaches need to help coaches. Uh, I don't care what level you're at. Um, I get it all the time. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm one of those guys that I'm not afraid to, if you want, if you, if you want to know about a play or see a play or, you know, hey, you gotta, you got What's your best out of balance play you got, or what? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'll, I'll give you what we got. Yep. I think we gotta help each other. Absolutely. Well, Raz, I know this conversation has helped out a lot of people today. Really appreciate your time. Uh, hope the practices continue to go well. And uh, just thanks so much for coming on this morning. Well, I, I appreciate it, and, and I think I, I appreciate what you do because, like I said, it spreads good basketball. I mean, people that are basketball junkies like myself and, and, and you, this is what we do. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talk about basketball, and, you know, and positive things in basketball. Absolutely. So I think it's, 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 it's great. Keep doing what you're doing. I mean, you've had incredible guests, probably minus me. Um, <laughs> but keep doing it. Well, you know, 
Murfeld was a little shaky. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think who yeah, else. Yeah, there's about five or six of them down there. At, uh, we're in the we're in the blue yeah. in Omaha. I could, I, I could name all, but no names mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that Andy Foster guy was pretty shady character as well. Oh boy, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know I know ahead of some of those guys, so I'm not I'm not the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you did just fine this morning, Raz. So uh, appreciate your time. If you can hold the line a quick second uh, while yep. we wrap things up, that'd be great. Again, Raz Vanderloo, head boys basketball coach at Sioux City East high school want to thank him for his time want to thank our founding sponsor cosac chiropractic uh again if you're in any need if you are in any need of any chiropractic services don't hesitate to call dr kevin or dr heidi at 402-964-0300 follow us on twitter at a pen and a napkin download rate review again subscribe if you would folks uh that just helps out things it helps us move up it helps us more it helps us to reach more coaches uh questions comments suggestions ideas email me a pen and a napkin at gmail.com uh, i love getting back to people love getting the emails love trying to help out people um you know this time of year a little t- sometimes takes a little bit longer for me to get back to you but i will get back to you check out a pen and a napkin.com check out patreon.com backslash a pen and a napkin uh again for raz vanderloo really appreciate his time this morning Coaches, as always, let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.